This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Consolation of Philosophy by Boethius, translated by H. R. James. Book 3, True Happiness and False, Section 4 and Song 4, Disgrace of Honors Conferred by a Tyrant. Well, but official dignity clothes him to whom it comes with honor and reverence. Have, then, offices of state such power as to plant virtue in the minds of their possessors, and drive out vice? Nay, they are rather wont to signalize iniquity than to chase it away, and hence arises our indignation that honors so often fall to the most iniquitous of men. Accordingly, Catullus calls Nonius an ulcer spot, though sitting in the curial chair, Dost not see what infamy high position brings upon the bad? Surely their unworthiness will be less conspicuous if their rank does not draw upon them the public notice. In thine own case, wouldst thou ever have been induced, by all these perils, to think of sharing office with Decoratus, since thou hast discerned in him the spirit of a rascally parasite and informer? No, we cannot deem men worthy of reverence on account of their office, whom we deem unworthy of the office itself. But didst thou see a man endued with wisdom? Couldst thou suppose him not worthy of reverence? Nor of that wisdom with which he was endued? No, certainly not. There is in virtue a dignity of her own, which she forthwith passes over to those to whom she is united. And since public honors cannot do this, it is clear that they do not possess the true beauty of dignity. And here this well deserves to be noticed, that if a man is the more scorned in proportion as he is despised by the greater number, high position not only fails to win reverence for the wicked, but even loads them the more with contempt by drawing more attention to them. But none without retribution, for the wicked pay back a return in kind to the dignities they put on by the pollution of their touch. Perhaps, too, another consideration may teach thee to confess that true reverence cannot come through these counterfeit dignities. It is this. If one who has been many times consul chances to visit barbaric lands, would this office win him the reverence of the barbarians? And yet, if reverence were the natural effect of dignities, they would not forgo their proper function in any part of the world, even as fire never anywhere fails to give forth heat. But since this effect is not due to their own efficacy, but is attached to them by the mistaken opinion of mankind, they disappear straightway when they are set before those who do not esteem them dignities. Thus the case stands with foreign peoples. But does their repute last forever, even in the land of their origin? Why, the prefecture, which was once a great power, is now an empty name, a burden merely on the senator's fortune. The commissioner of the public corn supply was once a personage. Now what is more contemptible than this office? For as we said just now, that which hath no true comeliness of its own, now receives, now loses luster, at the caprice of those who have to do with it. So then, if dignities cannot win men reverence, if they are actually sullied by the contamination of the wicked, if they lose their splendor through time's changes, if they come to contempt merely for lack of public estimation, what precious beauty have they in themselves, much less to give to others? The royal purple soothes his pride, and snowy pearls his neck adorn. Nero in all his riot lives, the mark of universal scorn. 
yet he on reverend heads confers the inglorious honors of the state. Shall we, then, deem them truly blessed, whom such preferment hath made great? End of Book 3 True Happiness and False Section 4 and Song 4 The Disgrace of Honors Conferred by a Tyrant